Yes, 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 three times the charm. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? You're listening to The Blaze Sports Podcast, and I'm your host, Blaze Scott. I hope you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving break. And I just want to thank you guys for listening in on this Monday, November 27th, 2017. Okay, guys, let's dive right into it. My segment, 15 Minutes of Fame, where I'll cover and give my take on the hottest sports topics across America. Okay, let's jump into the National Football League, the NFL. I just want to start here. Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles are flying, no point intended, on all cylinders. Now they're sitting at 10-1 and after destroying the Chicago Bears at home, 31-3. to Carson Wentz, another three touchdown and zero interception game. Um, he seems as the front runner for the likely NFL MVP thus far, with um, sitting at a total of 2,657 passing yards, um, 28 touchdowns, which leads the NFL, and just five interceptions. And with the Cowboys playing the Redskins this Thursday, if the Cowboys lose, they're, they're playing at home against the Redskins. If they lose this week, this Thursday, the Eagles could clinch the NFC East division. Which means, of course, they'll be the first team to clinch the playoffs thus far this year. And also, speaking of the Cowboys, what is going on in Jerry's world? Since Zeke's suspension, um, this has looked like a totally different team. Now, having lost three in a row, people are asking, well, is Dak, is he, is he really the quarterback of the future to lead this team? Now, guys, he led them to a 13-3 record last year so let's just settle down however um his play is mediocre over these last couple of games now he did miss the left tackle the game against Atlanta which he was sacked what six times and Zeke has been gone however he his play still has been mediocre and again 0-3 having some people also think is Jason Garrett is it his time is up? Um, if you watch some of the games, like for instance the game against Atlanta, where the left tackle gave up six sacks to I think it was Adrian Claiborne. Now Claiborne is a pretty good pass rusher. Well come on, he's not Lawrence Taylor. He's not um the what's the end up in Denver. He's not um the Marcus Rare or any of those guys. But there was no they didn't bring any help, they didn't chip him. He just kept coming at Dak the entire game. And it seems like, oh, where's the adjustments? There, It doesn't seem like there's any in-game adjust- adjustments with the coaching staff. And um, after the Atlanta loss, Jason Garrett came out and said, yes, this was totally on me. It was my fault. And I should have done this and that. And a lot of people are thinking, hey, you can't come to the podium after that and say, oh, this was my fault. This is on me. They need... As the head coach, you need to make adjustments in the game in that moment. And I agree. I think the blame should go equally on the Dallas Cowboys defense as well. You know, it's been all right, but I think it could be better. Although the Marcus Lawrence is leading the NFL in sacks. Um, Of course, this is a uh, contract year for him. So, of course, he's playing lights out. But again, it does look like a totally different team. And it's just... Is Jason Garrett the coach? Is Dak the um, quarterback? 
how how important Zeke really is to this team. The offensive line has not been what it was this past year, and it's just a lot of headlines coming out of um Big D. And it's just, you know, this is America's team, so everything, you know how they say, everything is bigger in Texas. So every little problem that happens in Dallas is bigger than i say if it would happen in Buffalo or anything of that nature. All right, switching gears. Let's go into college football. What a wild and wacky, but very, very exciting college football weekend it was. Number two, Miami lost at Pitt, a score 24-14. Now, the uh, Miami offense did cause turnovers. I mean, the Miami defense, excuse me, did force turnovers. You did see the turnover chain come out. However, the offense seen only put up 14 points on the road. It seems like they could not move the ball. And Pitt, the University of Pitt, does it again. Remember, guys, last year, they beat the number two team, Clemson, as well. I think it's coming a narrative, guys. Everyone in the ACC. If you are if you have any hope and um, you know, winning the college football playoff, do not schedule Pitt in November cuz they it seems like this is a new trend they do this year in year out. And again, the score was 24-14 on the road and them lo- the number 2 team losing by double figures on the road true road game to a unranked 5 and 7 Pitt team who hasn't beaten anyone all year basically held the quarterback to 187 yards on 15 to 34 it's just i don't think that's going to sit well with the um the committee and it was it I, I just think it was a big loss also the number one team in the country alabama lost to auburn and the um the covenant the iron ball which you guys you remember the kick six a few years back this game has always lived up for the most part has always lived up to the um the hype and just the total excitement it was a wonderful game um alabama again did loss and i and i gotta tell you guys this this may be the first year of the college football playoff where we don't see an alabama crimson tie team Again, and Auburn, they they beat number one Georgia. They beat number one Alabama. And now, sitting in the SEC title game with the rematch uh, with Georgia, you just have to think that Auburn is, if they win, they're, they're pretty much in. Because those two wins stacks up better than anyone in the country. Those two wins at home against number one Auburn, I mean, excuse me, number one Georgia, and number one Alabama. Two wins against the top team in the nation. That's that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good, guys. So, um, before the rankings come out, um, Tuesday tomorrow, I'll give you guys my top four and really why. So, um, my top four after this ridiculous, entertaining week. Um, sitting at number one, I have the Oklahoma Sooners. Now they do have a loss to um, a pretty decent um, Iowa State team. But they do have clearly, without question, the best offense in the entire country. They have the best player and Baker Mayfield, and I believe he should win the um, Heisman. They play the Big 12 title game, which I mean, no disrespect, but it should it should be a breeze. They ran through the um, Big 12 for the um, the good part. They offense. 
and they can hang 40 points on any team in the country. I believe they can hang 40 points on any team in the country. Now, they can also give up 30 points to any team in the country. The offense is so, so good that we really don't acknowledge just how bad or how mediocre their defense is. Okay, and Clemson, I have them sitting at number two. Although they lost to a Syracuse team, they only lost. Um, they they beat Clemson. I mean, excuse me, Clemson beat Auburn at the beginning of this year. That's, that stacks as a big win. And again, the only loss is to Syracuse. They have beat um, Louisville. And Louisville, they beat um, Virginia Tech, was it? And now they have Miami coming up in the ACC title game. So I'll put the defending champs at number two. Number three, I have the Auburn Tigers sitting there. And like I mentioned before, they beat then number one Georgia Bulldogs. And just um, this past week, they beat the number one team. Alabama Crimson Tides. Again, those two wins stacks up against any in the country, and they they kind of look like the best team in the country. Now, let's hope the running back, who um, kind of looked like he twisted his ankle, let's hope he's ready to go in the SEC title game. If not, that would be a big loss. And sitting at number four, the team that no one wants to give credit to, the Wisconsin Badgers. Yes, the Wisconsin Badgers I have as my number four team in the country. Um, reason because they're the only defeat undefeated Power Five conference school in the country. Again, undefeated. And if they win this Big Ten title game against Ohio State, they're in, they're in, and there's no, it should be no question about it. The committee should, and I think they will, put an undefeated Power Five conference, the only undefeated Power Five conference school in there. Everyone wants to say, oh, their strength of schedule, they really haven't played. They had Michigan on the schedule. Um, you can only play who's in front of you. They scheduled BYU, and last year, BYU was a pretty surprising good team. However, by this season, it shows that they really wasn't this good. So they were scheduling off. This team potentially could be good. And BYU kind of fell off the table this year. But Wisconsin Badgers are my number four team. Undefeated Power 5 Conference. And with Power 5 Conference School, excuse me. And the number one defense in the country. This deserved this team. The Wisconsin Badgers, the school, the fan base deserves more respect. And I don't normally pull for teams. I like to be um, kind of biased. But I am pulling for the Wisconsin Badgers uh, this weekend against Ohio State and the Big Ten Championship game. Because I, I believe this would be amazing for Wisconsin and um, that community. And also, I want to touch on um, a, a big thing that happened. Also, we're standing on college football. Um, I want to know, did you guys hear about what happened in Tennessee? So reportedly, the deal was done for Ohio State defensive coordinator Greg Schiano to become the next head coach of the Tennessee Vols. Now, it was saying like a good hire. Um, seems like a good coach. Um, a lot of other coaches vouch for him. Urban Meyer vouch for him. Um, Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots vouch for him. Good guy and all. But for some reason, um, the the fan base, it was just, it went out and it was in a frenzy. So hours later, the, the fan base, they were in an up, uproar. Um, they basically, they didn't agree with the um, decision to hire Greg Schiano as the next head coach of the Vols. Now, reports has come out to say 
majority of their outrage was due to the fact that he is linked. Well, allegedly, he has ties to the Jerry Sandusky and Penn State case. Now, I don't want to um, acknowledge that case, but if you all follow college football or just news in general, you understand what the Penn State and Jerry Sandusky um, case was about. And you know the significance of that. But again, I say allegedly because it was never proved. It doesn't show he has any ties, but his name did come up. And again, I'm going to say allegedly, and there wasn't any evidence. But reports coming out and saying that's why majority of the fan base was in an uproar. And they were marching around the campus, showing their... Um, their disgust and their disapprove in the coaching hire and hours later they pulled it as if for instance like someone pulls a scholarship from a player they pulled the job opportunity from Greg Schiano and he's no longer in the running he's not the head coach so the vacancy is still vacant and it wonders and it has people thinking excuse me what coach in their right mind would want to go coach Tennessee where it seems as if the fan base controls it. Now, I admire the fan base for being um, energetic and loving their team, but you got to think what good, solid head coach is going to come down there knowing the fan base holds this type of power. Okay, well, guys, it looks like my time is up. I know we were football heavy today, but... It's football season. It's the number one sport in this country. What do you guys expect? But if you want to um, hear anything, just give me comments or anything. You, um, you guys also know that opinions are always welcome and appreciated. Again, I want to thank you folks for listening. I definitely, definitely 100% appreciate it. And you guys out there with Apple iTunes, you can listen to the podcast and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Just search for the blaze so until next week guys this is the blaze